Alrighty, guys, welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 101. Uh, Crazy. It's Valorant 101 today. <laughs> yeah, we're starting the journey to um, episode 200, and uh, today we have a guest joining us. Uh, his name is Cam, or Silver Cam. Hello. Uh, yeah, you want to give us a little bit of a background on your Valorant history and what agents you play and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, so um, I'm not a huge Valorant player. I played a lot during COVID, until um, I actually got to know and be acquainted with a lot of these guys here. Uh, I primarily, when I started, played Odin and Sage, and then Omen, I just became... Omen, I'm so confused for a minute. Oh, Omen. As you can tell, I do not play much. Uh, but um, yeah, no, primarily I just um, main raise whenever I play. Is there anything in particular that you like to do? Any gun purchases that you? Are oh yeah, I, I'm a huge advocate for the Guardian. I think uh, the Guardian <laughs> yeah. is the best gun in the game, uh, in most circumstances. Uh, yeah. Although it is lacking in, in others, but it is the best gun. I'm a huge advocate. If I can do anything, I will spread the prophecy of the Guardian. But I've been told that it is a, a popular gun, so maybe I don't need to convince anyone. It, it's not All crazy right. popular. It's sort of, it's still a, a niche pick for most people. It's certainly not the main well, gun that most people buy. We'll, Which is we'll what Cam to does, that. to be clear. We'll, we'll get there. I'll have to add that as a opening topic list here thing. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we used to play with Cam a ton, and then yeah. uh, Cam kind of stopped playing for a while. But then recently, we have hopped back He's on. Back. So yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the Drunk Valorant podcast. To, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I appreciate being here. Um, yeah, no, I'm trying to get back on. Uh, I just switched to Rocket League full time. Um, but I, I love Valorant. It's a, it's always a good time playing with the boys here. Oh yeah. Okay, so before we get into some more actual Valorant stuff, um, Hunter, beer, what is what is currently in your hand? What are you drinking today? Yes, this is the uh, Checker Spot Brewing um, Junipers. <laughs> I couldn't remember what the name was. And this is the kind of beer that I knew I would like when I saw it, and I also thought Cass and Chase would almost definitely not like this. Because it's one of those classic, like, pine-flavored beers, artificially brewed with juniper mm. berries for a delicate pine note to balance the dark, the dank candy flavors from Idaho 7 and Mosaic hops. And, like, this beer really captures, you know, if it's just the start of fall, so, like, the leaves are just not quite as bright green, but they're certainly not really turning yet. And you just, like, walk through, like, a grove of, like, pine trees. You know, that, that scent that hits your nostrils? Well, like... This is this captures that very well. It's a very refreshing, surprisingly sweet, like pine, like uh, leafy flavor almost. <laughs> it's really good. I like it. A pine beer just—it sounds like you're drinking a candle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. It's a little. It's I don't know. I, I I can see why you would say that, but like it's there's enough flavor to it that it doesn't seem like a candle to me. I mean, I, I like Mosaic, and Idaho Seven is you know. You know, namesake shout out Idaho. So yeah, um, I, I I don't really know what Idaho Seven tastes like. I just know it's in beers. Neither do I. Um, yeah, but Mosaic's great. I just mm-hmm. don't know about the the pine aspect. So maybe yeah, I'll have to try one. I'd give it a go for sure. Mm-hmm. Like that wouldn't. That's not something that I look at and I go, nope, not buying that one. Um, which there are definitely things you could put on your can that make me. Oh yeah. Go, nope, <laughs> not drinking that. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but a smoked sausage porter is one of them. <laughs> I guess that's what yeah. I'm that, is, that is off the top of your head, yeah. It, it's single-handedly the worst beer I have ever tasted. That sounds awful. It, it was horrendous. Yeah. I didn't read the label. 
It uh-huh. had a sick looking can. Oh, so, so you I bought it without reading the Yeah, I bought it without reading, yeah, no. really reading what it was. I was like, yo, this can is awesome. It's funny because um, you don't even drink stout, so even if you would have seen the stout, you would have probably not bought it, right? I, I used to drink more stouts back then. Oh, okay. Like, I used to drink stouts and porters. Yeah. Probably read that it was a porter, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and didn't read the opening part. Yeah, um, the smoked sausage part? Yeah. That's kind of Christ the most God. important part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a little earlier in my, uh, my craft beer career, um, in which I... Yeah, you know, I, I drank like a lot of amber ales back then too. So like, definitely more varied than what my tastes are now. Of taking some time to refine them, but uh, I don't think I'd look at the pine and be like, "Nah, not getting that." Yeah, I'd be curious to see what you thought of it. Maybe mm-hmm. if you come out here again, we'll, we'll put the put a pin in that one for you to try. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, well, Chase, what do you got in hand? Uh, today I'm drinking a Kootenai True Ale, uh, which is brewed in Creston Valley, BC, and it is the most run-of-the-mill beer you have ever tasted. <laughs> uh, it is quite literally, like, it could just say beer on it, and it would be beer. <laughs> you drink it like, yup, that's what it is. Yup, it is, it tastes like, like a mix between Rolling Rock and Coors Banquet. It's, I don't uh, think I've had Rolling Rock. I've had Gore's Rolling Rock is kind of, it tastes like weed. It's a bit of a weedy. It's yeah. like a weedy. Mm. Ugh, I don't like, yeah, I'd like it. The beer smells, the beer smells like it was, it's going to be rolled into But to place. describe to you, like PBR is one, is like the most classic weedy beer. So like, I'm assuming you've had a PBR. That's a very weedy beer. Um, but Kootenai oh, Kool Ale. saying wheat? No, weed. Weed? PBR. That's what I was, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can't say I've noticed that. Next time I thought, yeah, I thought PBR, that's what you were saying. Were you saying wheat with a T? No, no, no. I was saying weed, as in like yeah. marijuana. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. Um Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I just didn't associate PBR with that. Yeah, I think it's very like widely huh. known as being quite skunky. I'll next time I I mean hopefully I don't have a PBR anytime soon. But if I do, yeah. I'll get back to you on that. Um, yeah, I got a six pack of these for free at the bike shop because somebody came in to get their ski boots fitted and then they gave us a six pack and nobody in the front of our shop drinks. So they were like, want a six pack? And I was like, yeah. So that's how I acquired these beers. I think it is a, just a cheap, like as cheap as you can get locally beer. All righty. Um, Cam. What do you, what do you got? Uh, I didn't prep for this, but I did find a Modelo Negro that was just on my desk, and so I popped it out for this podcast. Yeah, you really Alrighty. had to look far for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was sitting on my desk for like three months. I was like, I will, I'll drink this at one point, but who knew that tonight would be the night? But it was not sitting. Is it warm at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty cold in my room, so it's like maybe sixty degrees. So we'll go with one. See, we're going with warm. <laughs> we'll go with you're, you're warm, yeah. warm Modelo. <laughs> All right, what's your opinion on the Modelo? It's good. I like Modelo's. Okay. Yeah. It would you prefer them cold? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that'd be my opinion too. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only the only other option was gin that I'm keeping in my freezer, but I I don't really know <laughs> if I wanted to go that hard tonight. All yeah. Um. Well, I've got a pool shower sour. Uh, I've had it before. It's a backcountry brewing beer. Um, it's like a fruit punch, but alcoholic. Hmm. And it's like a sour beer. Um, I'm not sure if I yeah, enjoyed that. It's very good, very refreshing. It's quite good. Um, yeah, we were. Well, I just got back from Whistler earlier, um, and we decided to avoid the traffic. We were going to go down, grab a few beers, and uh, and get some food while we wait out the traffic. So we're not just, like, stuck on the bridge for, like, an hour and a half. Um, and so, like, right as I got home, I'm like, holy fuck, I am so full and lethargic. And, like, we had a few beers. Um, and I was like, ah, I should just get something light, easy drinking, refreshing. Uh, so I went with this. Uh, but the, the food coma has started to wear off. But either way, it's it, it's very good tasting. But I didn't want to try anything, you know, thicker, heavier, more hard hitting. So here we are. Go with a tried and true. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on to some Valorant things here. Um, as promised, we're gonna have to return to the discussion of the Guardian here because uh, I can kind of see where Cam's coming from. Like, I could see the argument for like at the price. The Guardian could be one of the better guns in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> the Guardian is trash. I can't do mm, a no. goddamn thing with the Guardian. Oh, man. Just gotta go into training. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, mean, I cannot, can I, I cannot can hit I, uh, anything yeah. with the fucking Guardian. It's the worst. You put that in my hand, and I'm like, I could rather have a classic. It's the same with the Sheriff. Yeah. Precision <laughs> weapons. <laughs> yeah, it does require that. What's your EDPI nowadays? I know it's gone down dramatically. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. It's probably somewhere around 900. Yeah, okay. So that's still pretty fucking high for you using a single yeah. set. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cam, do you know what your yeah. EDPI is? I don't even know what that is. Well, do you know what your mouse yeah. DPI is? And then whatever you're setting in Valorant, you multiply it by. No. Okay. okay. Got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just whatever feels right. Yeah. Whatever feels right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I yeah back when back when I started playing I think when I was still on the Phoenix grind, um, so very early on in my Valorant career I uh, I took a liking to the Guardian as well because you don't have to learn any of the recoil mechanics or aim yeah. resetting thing it's just I put the crosshair on their head I pull the trigger they die so long as I'm not moving um, so when I first started off, yeah, like I, I was like there was a period of time in which I was buying the Guardian instead of Phantom Vandal because it think, just felt clean and yeah. reliable. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think in certain situations it really sucks. Like in if you're like trying to if you're doing like a one v one firefight type thing, like you know in a particular position, like it really you just can't beat like a Vandal or a Phantom. It'll just absolutely like shred you. But um. When you're in particular situations where, like, you have a bit, a lot of range, it typically is a lot better, in my opinion, than, like, any of the assault rifles they have in the game. I mean, it's nice that one shot is going to kill. and If you can aim. <laughs> if you can aim. Yeah, and, can like, aim. I think, really, the wall bang 
ability, the penetration the of the bang is pretty crazy. Is yeah. insane. I, like I have, yeah, yeah. Cam That's... has some nuts shots from early uh, Valorant days of oh, like yeah. through half a wall headshots. <laughs> Like you, yeah, crazy you, flicks. You're like, how do you know they were there? Yeah. Didn't. It just yeah. you, you spam the you spam the shots, you move your mouse enough, you try to counteract it where it's gonna go. Sometimes you just hit them. Sometimes you just have a feeling. Yeah, especially for me, because like I don't really know yeah. how to play the game effectively. I'll like be running and shooting with the <laughs> guardian. <laughs> so my aim is so trash, but because they're also moving, it just somehow works out. Hey, sometimes sometimes you get lucky, you know? Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. you just get lucky. But yeah, the um, I don't. I've taken a bit more of a liking to the Guardian race recently. Like it's it's fun gun. I mean, it, it really. I think it helps a lot with aim. Um, in my opinion, like you really want to ensure that your first shot kills, and if not, then like, I think it's two body shots, right? Is a kill? Three against armored opponents. Three. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yes, I think. Two shots. Sixty-five. I think it's sixty-five, right? Yeah, I believe it's sixty-five per shot to the body. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you can quickly fire off shots, it's like pretty good. Um, oh, so if someone's going if someone's going light armor meta, then you could just two tap them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those numbers crunch. Those numbers do crunch. Yep, I'm confident yeah, those in that. Numbers crunch, and and like the first two bullets from the guardian are insanely accurate. Mm-hmm. You can spam the second bullet. You, you sure. can spam yeah. the second bullet super effectively, and it goes exactly where the first bullet did. Yeah, that, yeah or enough that it's the body of somebody. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of wild. I never thought about how, like, yeah, that's actually very effective against uh, light armor. Yeah. You just, you can't be ever confident that somebody's running light armor. I mean, yeah, In that's a good cases, point. Yeah. I, I, I guess if, if I'm seeing a trend of them consistently being able to buy a rifle when I think that they probably wouldn't have the economy to do so, I might make the assumption. But then... You don't really know if, like... Like, I don't know who I'm going to be taking gunfights against most yeah. of the time. Unless it's like, oh, well, we're hitting B. I know Killjoy plays B. Killjoy has been light armor metaing. I can get away with a Guardian here. But then I still have to kill four other people on the other team who may yeah. or may not have full shields, so... Yeah, I feel like we don't often keep track of who's light armor metaing on the other team. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah, you can't really tell, because yeah. most of the time you kill them, you're going to do more than 150 damage anyway. So you don't really know. Yeah. That's the whole point of Light Shield's meta. And then, uh, you know, if you were to somehow find out, you know, how or, yeah, how are you going to be sure that they are doing it in that round? The Econ? Yeah, it's just Econ, probably. Like, if you look at it, like, oh, they've each got, like, 3,700 credits. Well, sure, but in that case, if yeah. they have a rifle, they have light armor. Right, like, you don't need to know that they've been light armor metaing before. You yeah, just saw, yeah, oh, yeah, they yeah. didn't have enough for a full buy. Yeah, but like, a vandal. But, but I'm deciding, okay, but like, in the buy round, I have to decide whether or not I purchase the Guardian before I get to see what gun they're bringing to the table. Oh, that that's true. That's true. And so, like, well, they could go, like, a full shield Spectre. Yeah. Or whatever, but like, I have case, to make I think, I think you're still beating with Guardian if they do that. Eh, the running gun on the Spectre's not bad. Yeah, I think at close range, the Spectre yeah. probably beats that. Oh, yeah, close oh, range. Well, yeah, Spectre. close range. I mean, it's close range for assault rifles in general be Guardian, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like typically when you engage, like, most of the time it's not like that. Yeah, I, I guess that's the other thing, is, like, you kind of do, like, you just can't be as versatile with a Guardian. 
Unless, like, if it's round two, I'll fucking yeah. entry with the Guardian, no problem. Because uh, I'm expecting them to have no shields, mm-hmm. which two shots definitely kills. Um, even if they did force light armor, I'd, I'm killing in two shots, so. But I wouldn't want to entry with a Guardian. If I think that they might have full shields. See, like, I guess, like, in my head, like, I think it depends on, like, at what point in the round is it effective. Like, I think in the beginning of the yeah. round, it's pretty good, because typically when you're, like, engaging, it's usually a pretty far distance that, um, I would imagine, with, like, the Vandal or Phantom, you'd have to be pretty accurate. Um, but that being said, like, so I, I've definitely gotten screwed over if I peek at, like, the wrong time or, like, someone else peeks me. Like, the Vandal, the first two shots, like are very deadly if they can get you. Like, you can just do a body shot and a headshot. It's just, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so depending, I don't know. It's, I think, for me personally, like, I, I've been pretty effective with the Guardian. Um, I find that, like, in particular positions you can hold, like, on maps where you have, like, a pretty far range from, like, seeing enemies, like, um, what's the, is it Sunset? It's not Sunset. It's, um, I forget the map. It's, there's, like, one map where you have, um, like, a particular vantage point, like, to mid, where you can, like, just see, like, enemies come up, and they're usually pushing A. Um, you can, like, pretty easily, like, you know, just pop them, and they don't really have any good shot at you with a Vandal. Might be Ascent, you're thinking of? Um, no, it's one of the newer maps. Well, maybe it is a Sunset, because I feel like we've played Sunset. Either Sunset or Breeze. It could be Breeze. Yeah. I think it's Breeze. Breeze yeah, is yeah. the name, yeah. yeah. Breeze is, like, yeah. the one that's tr- known to be very fucking large. Breeze yeah, is, it's like yeah, really long Breeze. angles, and yeah. I think that definitely makes it better for the Guardian. Yeah, I find I find on Breeze, yeah. I, I do pretty well with the Guardian. Um, it just yeah, it's just the way how it is. Like it's very long open areas for most of the time, mm-hmm. um, and even like when you're holding positions, if you're holding B or A, like it typically is like that. Also, been kind of treating the Guardian like it's a um, a marshal for certain angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm ADSing, I'm taking one shot, and I'm fucking out of there. Like, I'm not sticking around for the ensuing gunfight. Yeah. Maybe I might pop off a second shot as I'm falling behind cover, but, like, I don't know. It's obviously, like, I like the martial scope and, like, the feel of the martial mm-hmm. in general, but, like, martial's not a good gun for retakes, and if I have the money, Guardian can get the job done. I think the question, yeah... I was going to say, I've definitely been preferring it over the Bulldog, which is the other, like, economy rifle option. Yeah, I think, like, the economy part is probably, like, the really good selling point of the Guardian, um, which, like, you brought up. Like, I really do think that, like, it's it's really insane that you can get it for that cheap compared to, like, you know, the main weapons that people buy. And so, like, mm-hmm. if you're ever in, like, a tight pinch, like, econ-wise, like, it, it usually is a pretty good run-up. Yeah, I mean, you could basically buy Guardian full most rounds, if that yeah. is your, your main buy. Yeah. I'm pretty right? confident you can buy Guardian Light, like, pretty much an entire fucking half. Oh, definitely. Yeah, if you, if you win sure. round one, you can buy Guardian Light the rest of the way. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, why would you, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I like, I think the gun is fine, it's just not a viable alternative to, like, a Vandal. Well, I think I think it leans into a certain playstyle which Cam enjoys, and I am not so much that playstyle at all. Which is, you know, going for the, you know, fishing for those headshots, or you know, just putting in some damage while being mobile, um, rather than committing to a spray and, uh, you know, trying to get someone down definitively. Um, 
DPS, if not the headshot. So like, I, I think if you are just, if you just enjoy that a lot, if you enjoy that precision, you know, the flicky headshot kind of play style, I think that it leans into that and really can do some good stuff. So like, I'm never, I'm almost never going to be mad at someone, even if they're not cam, I'm almost never going to be mad at someone for <laughs> continuing to buy a guardian because like, it's not a fun gun. <laughs> so like, if you're buying it, there's a reason you're probably good with it, or you, you at least think you're good with it. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. I wouldn't be upset with somebody for buying, like, if they were yeah. going only Guardian in a game, I'd be like, well, at least it's a good gun. You know, they're not going only Stinger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I feel, the other thing. I'd be pretty oh, mad if someone went only WAP, you know? Or, yeah. <laughs> I call it WAP. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <more laughs> yeah, the that. only Marshall. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if you're talking about it on this podcast, but we used to have, like, a running joke, like, during the COVID days when we play where it's like a Walmart op. So we just call it a WAP. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. It's been a yeah. long time. Yeah. That. yeah. We would call it the WAP. Yeah. And then I, this had to have been before WAP was wet ass pussy. Yeah, this was. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. But this well, before WAP. Well, this is WAP. W-O-P. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess yeah. it'd be WAP, right? Yeah, one. yeah. So maybe we can still, you know, trademark the name. I don't know. You know, it, it already existed. I just looked it up, so we already knew oh, okay. that WAP <laughs> okay. existed. We were just saying WOP. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, like the other thing though is like I guess Cam wouldn't do this, but like oftentimes if I have a guardian and I get a kill, there's a decent chance I'm collecting that rifle. It's obviously not. It's a good trade for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not yeah. like a it, like it's not like a guarantee. I'm like, I feel like if you get a kill with like a shorty, for example, mm. odds are unless you get insta traded, you're getting that rifle. Um, because like the guardian, obviously, you could be you're probably taking some longer range gunfights here. But like, if you're on attack and you get a kill on somebody on site with the guardian, like, and your team takes a site, like that, that you just get the rifle right there. And I, now I know Cam wouldn't make that switch, and he'd just stick with the Guardian. But like, you know, I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, maybe I should, maybe I should try that. Maybe I'd uh, live longer around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think I think the Guardian's in a good place in the game. There's no no changes yeah. I'd like to see to the Guardian. It's like I think it's not too cheap for what it is because mm-hmm. it does have those significant uh, drawbacks when it comes to all engagements. Right, like there are the long range kind of slower engagements that it excels at, but it has like real setbacks when it comes to close range or like really fast paced engagements where you might want to get a spray down. Yeah. Right. And you know, Phantom and Vandal can do both of those pretty effectively, like both ranges. So Yeah. No, definitely uh, yeah. I completely agree. I think to me, like the one the one thing that comes to mind when I actually think about like what is its most effective usage, I think it's really good when you're going for like picks or like you have like one of your teammates like already engaged in a fight and like the enemy is like preoccupied with fighting them. So then you can just like quickly shoot at them or target them. So it's, it's pretty good when, whenever you um, are like maybe helping like another teammate with like a particular firefight. Yeah. Also, Cam, oh, a, a, a little sidebar after the podcast, I'll catch you up on this new gun, <laughs> the Outlaw, that is potentially coming to the game. We talked oh, about okay. it on Pod already, so I don't think it's worth. Yeah, there's been no new information on the Outlaw. Yeah, right? there hasn't. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So, yeah. what is it? Is it a pistol? 
It, it's like an in-between sniper. It's like a it, it's like a marshal when you scope in and a bucky when you don't. That's the uh, best they, we they, know well, so far. Well, yeah. no, we, we, we don't know that at all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the complete... best way to approximate what we've been told, which is that it one-shots at uh, close I've range been... and it... And it uh, uh, one shot. It does one twenty five to the body at long range. Yeah, but I, I I've been under the impression it functions like a marshal outside of that. Like there's no shotgun aspect. So in, in mid range, it's it trash, looks like a shotgun right? though. Uh, yeah, it looks like a shotgun. Anyway, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. who knows? But we, we don't really need to get into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing I was saying is like I think kind of like ironically almost I think the guardian is significantly okay. Well, not significantly. But I think the Guardian has very good potential at low ELO, obviously really good potential at high ELO, and it's the middle ELOs in which the Guardian sees the toughest use case uh, yeah. in terms of at like really low ELO. You're probably not getting head tapped all the time. There's probably a lot more spraying going on. So you have a little bit case, more time to line up your shot. Yeah, the Guardian stands a better chance. And then also people's movement at low ELO just isn't all that great. Like, I noticed it uh, when we first started playing with uh, Hunter's dad, uh, like, just right. in Unrated and Swift Plays and stuff like that. Uh, like, I made a new a new account to play with Hunter's dad and not fuck up the Ewo, mm-hmm. um, in which I restricted myself to only using marshals and sheriffs. And I felt like a marshal and sheriff god. Right. And then I got right. back to my games. And I'm like, wow, like, my Marshall and Sheriff, like, accuracy has just been, like, really good. And then I started doing, like, I, I started purchasing, like, Sheriffs and stuff more often on my main. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I got, like, ten Sheriff headshots the other day when I was playing with Understood. Like, what's going on? Um, and I realized that, like, the movement is just so much more predictable. Right. And, like, people just don't move as much in gunfights to begin with at low ELO. Um, unless they're full running and spraying at me, in which case I've got all the time in the world to line up the shot, usually. Mm-hmm. So, I think you need all the time in the world to die. Huh? You you can't hit a moving target, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hit a moving target that's not looking at me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if the if moving looking target at is you, looking at you me, got uh, I got a shot. <laughs> Cass can only hit people in their nose, between their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that's not available, no chance. So, yeah, I feel like... Uh, I feel like it does it it actually does better than you might think at low elo, even though the operator's aim probably isn't as you know, dialed in or whatever. And then obviously at high elo, when you have people who have really fucking good aim, it's also a crazy good gun. Yeah, you look at like what Demon One does with the with the Guardian. I mean, my god. Yeah. Yeah, There was just a a full ten seconds where I was like, what does the op have to do with this? No. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the user. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, yeah. I got there. I got there. <laughs> but yeah, that that's like so many things that we've talked about, right? We brought up that topic very recently mm-hmm. of of the roller coaster of uh, of Elo and things being good at low and high and not very good in the middle. I think the Guardian's a uh, you know a good candidate for that category. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good perspective. I actually never thought of it like that, but that, that makes complete sense to me. Because I, I only play in low elo. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and then whenever I play with you guys, it just it's not as effective. Yeah, like, I think at our elo is, like, you've got, like, is probably around where the Guardian is its, quote-unquote, weakest. Um, because the people using the Guardian don't 
for the most part, don't have absurd aim, and people's movement has started to get a lot better. And yeah. they're also got a decent chance at just getting or killing you pretty quickly with a rifle, if not with an outright headshot. So, mm. um, yeah, I think RUO is around the time when the Guardian becomes the hardest to use. But, uh, alright, unless anybody has any closing remarks about the Guardian. Yeah, move it on. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so th- this is something that uh, I saw somebody bring up on the Reddit um, about, and, and I think this is like kind of a tough situation. But they're saying, from a unilaterally deaf person, like, please implement some form of hearing accessibility. Um, and I was thinking about that, I'm like, man, like, if you're actually deaf, like, fully, how the fuck do you play this game? Yeah, that's a tough one. Sometimes. And I know the I like I know that there are other like games that have some form of hearing accessibility. I know Fortnite has been up or was brought up as one of them. I don't know how the hearing accessibility works in Fortnite, but um I know that's one that has some form of it. Yeah, shoot, oh, I was I trying know. to think of what game I played that did this. I I wanna say that it was Halo, Halo Infinite where there's, like, a circle around your crosshair on the screen, and, like, mm-hmm. when you start getting damaged by someone that's, like, not right in that circle, like, they're basically, like, four lights, basically, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a halo thing. Right, and it starts lighting up. So, like, you know, yeah, oh, think- turn to the left because someone's shooting me on the, my left side. I think COD had that, too. You just don't notice it very often because the time to kill is so fucking short. Got it, got it. I think COD has something similar when you're getting shot, like, from the side of the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's that's tough because like time to kill in Valorant is so small, right? So you start getting shot, you're dead. But it's also not just getting shot at. It's things you like speak. you can't hear util, you can't hear footsteps, you can't hear yeah. you can't hear your fucking team's comms. You can't. I mean, I, I don't know what their speech ability is like, but like, I mean, maybe you could calm to your team. Um, maybe you can't. You know. But, like, not being able to hear footsteps, gunshots from across the map, util, I mean, like, there, I there's thinking, no way. Like, think about yeah. when you get fade deafened. Yeah, the game is so hard. You're playing the game fade deafened. Yeah. Could y'all do, like, subtitles? Like, for, like, alts and util and whatnot? Because they all the characters have voice lines. Yeah, yeah it just would be tough to read in the heat of the moment. It, it, it's well, also I, been yeah. brought up, like, uh, sorry, yeah, go, go ahead, fin- finish your thought. Well, I think, like, you can you can do it based on, like, proximity, right? So you can maybe, like, like one thing that just comes to mind really quickly, and I, I don't know how you guys will think of it, but, like, one thing that comes to mind is sort of, like, with the Halo thing or the COD thing, where, like, they have, like, that circle around your reticle that, like, if you get damaged, like, the part of the circle gets, like, colored in by, like, some arc, and it, like, tells you, like, what direction you're getting hit from. Like, in, in the sense of, like, if you're trying to talk about, like, if util or alts or whatnot goes on, like you can have subtitles and depending on like how close or far away it is, you can have like various font sizes. So like if it's like really big font sizes then it's like right next to you. But if it's like, you know, you, you you would typically hear it, but it's like very far away. It would just be like, you know, it would sound or it would look like the font size is like really small. I mean, I think that's not a terrible idea. I feel, I feel like it's, I feel weird being like, oh yeah, this would work totally great for a deaf person having not been 
deaf myself. So yeah, I, I don't know. Either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, I, 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 I have really no idea, but it, that seems like it seems like something that uh, people might be worried that deaf like accessibility would add an advantage to the point where everybody would need to have it turned on. Right, and right. I, feel I like think that's, that, kind of the that's the balance that people are trying to avoid yeah, here, right? Or like fair. you're trying to balance that. Um, but I think that if there was like some sort of pop up on the bottom of the screen, like you would have to be so like I've seen it, you know, just very low elo, zero game sense to not hear something. Then right. like it can have a subtitle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? I, I think I think that's fine because yeah, you, you, everyone hears like stuff going on. So like, I don't think that that's you know cheating in any form of way for someone who isn't deaf. Um, but I also yeah, and like, what, I, I you just wouldn't want it on your screen if you weren't deaf. But like, yeah, because it would take yeah, you know. But it would help, right? If you were deaf, like it would it would give you more information than the zero information you're currently getting. Yeah, I mean, okay, so from. From what I've read, and I, I did Google an image of what it looks like in Fortnite using the um, the hearing accessibility feature, but, like, apparently everybody turned it on because it offers a competitive edge. Mm, okay. Like, there's no, like, it's, like, like, you're handicapping yourself if you aren't using it. What basically. is it? What are they doing? Uh, it, it's kind of similar to what Hunter was talking about, how there's, like, a ring around, like, a larger ring around your crosshair. That, like, gives you a light-up indicator based on where noises are going on. And then I think a, they have very small or, like, different colors for, like, what kind of noise you're hearing. Oh, yeah, I actually kind of remember that from when I played Fortnite back in the day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's pretty much a, you have to use this feature. I mean, I guess the, the question is, then, is that a bad thing? Like, you know, can you make it so that, you know, it's fine if everybody has to use it? And, like, this is just part of the game now. And it also allows people who are deaf and hard of hearing of, to play the game as well. I, like, I think part yeah. of the issue with it versus Fortnite is that Fortnite is a lot simpler of a game in terms of what's happening on the screen. Versus Valorant with, like, so many different abilities and stuff. Like, I feel like it could very quickly become a a thing where it's just very difficult to tell what's going on with whatever the accessibility features are. When you got all kinds of other shit in your face. Like, for example, I know people talk about how you can hear KO flashes. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that I subconsciously pick up on that. Before they pop, that is. Like, them being thrown. Like, I've been told you can hear them while they're in the air and you can't see it yet, or it hasn't popped yet. I don't know if I just, like... Like, maybe I subconsciously am aware that, like, there's a noise going on or whatever. But, like, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you what it sounds like off the top of my head. Right, right. That's one of the and more got... subtle noises in the game, for sure. Yeah, like, like, I, I, yeah I but if there was a visual indicator for it, it would become not subtle, and then therefore that ability would be significantly worse. Yeah. Right, right. What about, like, reloading? Can you hear, like, enemies reload? Y yes. Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, because, like, I feel like that would also be kind of... Yeah, like, um, if I have a visual indicator that you're reloading... Yeah. Like, especially in the heat of the moment when there's other shit, like, there's a raise nade next to me, too. Right, but I get yeah. a visual indicator that you're reloading. It's That's like, a game changer oh, I have, there. yeah, I have free reign to push you right now. Um, yeah, because yeah, in the heat of the moment, you can miss, you can because miss things could... like reload audio cues and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly like the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it does seem like it. 
like I, th- I get what Chase is saying, which is like you know, at some point you could be like, okay, well, what if we just make a game that is accessible to everyone? Like it also like it just becomes like the new format for the game, but it also ends up including um, people like with this particular disability. But like I think like it's difficult because there are certain like cases like in a game like Valorant where audio cues are so important to the whole yeah. way how it functions that I don't really know a good workaround to it. Like I feel like you can try for certain things, but in other cases, like it could be like cheating, right? Like, yeah, maybe, yeah, my, maybe my, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just think like, like another thing you could do, I guess. I don't know how like infringing it could be for like in terms of like privacy and whatnot, or like if companies can even ask that. But like, I don't know if there's like a way that you can like verify someone's like actual medical illness yeah, of being I deaf. <laughs> I don't think that's yeah, the like, <laughs> Yeah, like I don't yeah. know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing shit at a at a dartboard right now. Like it's a, yeah. it's a tricky question. And then also, like I do think at like a certain point, it gets to be like a bit of a slippery slope. I mean, like obviously, I think we can all agree having color colorblind settings in the game is totally fine. Yeah. Which they are, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't, I I use default colors, but yep. hey, you have a hard time seeing red, and you want to swap the enemy outline to purple, go for it. A lot I of people that. do that, even though they can't. They they're not colorblind. They just prefer yeah. seeing people. They, I, yeah, they just think it's more. It's better visibility. I yeah. use default as well. But. I, I know that in Viper Alt, it's objectively better to be using purple outlines. Something to do with the way it contrasts with the Viper Alt. Like it either stands out more. Or you can like it, it. Like like I've seen videos of it. Like when they have purple outline, it like there's almost like a glowing thing around their character. It's very obvious. Hmm. Where they are, um, so no, a bunch of viper mains have swapped over to it because of that. Uh, but like, I I think that like that that's fine. Like, I've never felt the need to swap out like to a a colorblind setting. Um, there are some games in which I did because I just felt like it had better color options under the colorblind stuff. Um. I can't remember what game it was, but there was one that had, like, a colorblind option that changed your team's covers to cyan, and, like, the enemy team's colors to orange, instead of it being, like, the default Christmassy green and red colors. And, like, I I went with that. Like, I think that was fine. But then you get into, um... Like, oh. You're, what? You only have one arm? Like... I don't. I don't think he's doing the same. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but I'm saying, like, it, it's obviously like an extreme version of that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like, sure, but you can bring anything to any extreme. Like, yeah, I think okay. obviously it would be nice if there was a way to give accessibility to people who are deaf with without compromising competitive integrity. Right. Right. Which I agree with. I just like I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, and my gut reaction with it is just that it might not be worth doing because I don't think there's really... I'm quite confident there's no way to have, with the current way the game is, a deaf person have all of the information at the same speed as a person who's not deaf, regardless of what you put on the screen, just because there's far too much to take in visually that you need to hear stuff. And I think you just run the risk of making it... adding weird features to the game that... Uh, you know, change the way everyone has to play to be competitive. So as hard as well, it sounds, I don't think you, there's much you can do. I, th- I think there's a way you can do it where it doesn't 
you know, if it, it doesn't give enough information that you would want it on if you can hear. Right? Like as you were saying, perhaps, you're going perhaps. to hear things and comprehend things faster if you can hear them. Um but it would be nice if you can't hear anything to have something. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe. Right. So maybe it will always be worse, but you know, you could get it hopefully closer to the line. I think one thing that'd be cool with my, if I keep thinking about the subtitle thing I was talking about is that you can color code it to the type of ancient that's being played. So like, mm. if it's like Viper, it's like green and purple or whatever. Oh, green the and subtitles? black. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can, it's like, it's like ways that you can like maybe increase like the, the cues. Cause you don't necessarily have to like read it, but you can just like look at the cue of, Oh, big font, uh, color coded. Okay. This agent is right next to me. Mm-hmm. But I think like when you get into like the realm of talking about like reloading or, um, for, you know, other things that like could lead to it being just like really broken. Like suppose like they're behind a wall and, uh, they're like across, like, let's say B side or whatever. And typically it would be like a faint hearing, but you end up just seeing, or you see like on the screen, Oh, blah, blah, blah is reloading. Like, I feel like that could be kind of game breaking because then, you know, you would like lose that competitive integrity. Right. It's also kind of game breaking if you know what agent it is. Well, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I if, mean, like, if, if I get a if, visual if, cue that it's like a certain agent in particular, like if, if it's a particular util thing or like an all, I don't think that that's game breaking. Yeah, no, I don't think that's game breaking. Util and alts is fine. But um, yeah, yeah, if it's, but if if it's, it's just like reloading, or, yeah, I, I agree. I think in that case, it, it it shouldn't be that. Although technically, there is a way to know which agent it is by their footsteps. Oh yeah, no, all of the agents have different footstep sounds, and we we've tested this out. Cass and I like went through a YouTube video uh, that had like, can you tell the different agents by their footsteps? Um, and we, we were trash. We were trash, yeah. but also we were playing through my like m- computer monitor speakers. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was not the most ideal way to do that. And I think that like my EQ settings on my headset are really good at picking up footsteps. Like I can, I can often tell which agent is running. Yeah. Mm. There are some uh, agents. Yeah. Who I, I feel like you, it's also when you're in a comp game, you also know the pool of agents that the enemy team is working with, and so some of them right. stand out. Like Brim's footsteps. If you know there's a Brim on the other team, I feel like are fairly distinct. Yeah, but what if there's a Brim and a Breach on the other team? I haven't compared their footsteps to hear how similar. Yeah, they're close, but they're different. Also, I just get the two of them. Like, I, I, I've given so many wrong comms about like a brim before. Right, right. So I say breach or like vice versa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll be like, "Yo, breach hit one twenty, breach hit one twenty. Yeah, (laughs) he'll take a gunfight with the classic against the breach, and they're like, "Yo, what the fuck? (laughs) He had full health." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the brim did. Sorry. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. It was, it was it was the brim. You know, they're the same <laughs> fucking person. I got to mix up. And then Cass uh-huh. just handed them an op since he. Uh, oh no, well, you you weren't. Yeah, you weren't the one who. Yeah. If you were the one doing it, then you'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I've also somebody was throwing around the ideas of like it would be fine in like unrated or other casual modes. Yeah. I'm like, even if it is better than. Like, even if having the visual cue is an advantage, like, in Unrated and other modes, like, whatever. But then, in comp, I'd kind of prefer if everybody on the team can hear my comps. Like, I'm not very adept with the in-game comming features. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah, it'd be nice if all five or all four other people on my team are capable of hearing what I'm saying. Well, so like, I don't really know what type of technology exists out there for like other facets of like aiding with you know people like deaf people. Like I. I don't really know like how to formally articulate it because like you could have a thing where it's like, Oh, like if it, people are calming in game, there's like an auto translator that's like really effective or, you know, I, I don't really know what. Yeah. I don't know if that technology is there or yeah. if it's been adapted to this, right. To that yeah, kind of thing. Like, I, I guess that's voice the thing is, in a video game, right. Yeah. That's the <laughs> thing is that like, I feel like um, I'm working with like a pretty limited understanding of like what actually exists for tackling this particular issue. Um, so like, I feel like I have a pretty narrow scope as like what actually could be implemented and there might be something out there that is like beneficial that, you know, would still protect like the integrity of comp in the game. I agree. I I think that there is very possible that there's something out there. Yeah. Like we're, we are all working from a, none of us are deaf. Yeah. None of us even really know what other games have done. Like other than like the small research you just did or like how you knew what Halo did. Mm-hmm. But is there another TAC FPS that has done something that th- that people are calling, hey, Valorant, you should do this? Oh, hey, uh, for the record, the Halo thing has nothing to do with being hearing impaired. That's just a feature. Right, right. But it helps if you are hearing impaired. That's kind of what I was yeah, yeah, saying yeah. at the beginning, too. Like, it, right. it's something that everybody has, yeah. but it also makes it more accessible to people who are hard of hearing. So, Right. Um... Yeah, I, I don't, I, like, yeah, like you're saying, I don't know too much, but I also can't think of anything off the top of my head that doesn't give an innate advantage. Like, I, I, I could see the idea of, like, certain subtitles being, like, there for when, like, certain things happen. But, like, I, I don't think you could give, like, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say. Like, should you just have footsteps? Like, if you're playing B-Site and the enemy team is running it down B-Main, like, I don't think footsteps showing up at the bottom of your screen is, like, necessarily a ridiculous advantage. Like, having it show up as footsteps, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like ah, uh, that's probably fine, but then you might have to make the audio range on that smaller than it would be normally. Mm-hmm. So, like, at 70% of, like, the hearing distance, if they're in that 70% range, then you get the subtitle. And if they're in that last, like, 30% of that radius, like, you don't get it. I I, I don't really know. To stop it from being a competitive advantage by having. Like, I, yeah, I just don't really know where you draw the line. But I, I could see the subtitles being put in into some way to give more information to people who are hard of hearing without offering any competitive advantage. But again, I'm just not sure exactly where you draw the line. And yeah, let us know in the Discord if you guys have any ideas on this. It'd be interesting to discuss for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I more think... more information. Uh, yeah, it'd, yeah. Be, it'd be really great to learn that. It's like, fundamentally, it's just, it's a hard problem for me because, like, I feel like the challenging part of valorant is the mix of visual cue to audio cue like yeah that is like what makes it have its competitive edge like it's like really relying on those senses like in regular gameplay so if you completely remove one of those out of the equation i don't really know if if you can still like really implement it to its like fullest capability you know 
Yeah. It, it, I, the way I'm thinking about it is like if I was deaf, I would realize that some things, you know, would I would be able to be accommodated for and then other things I'm just going to have to, you know, have a sliver of what they're supposed mm. to be. And so I feel like, you know, as much as it would be great to accommodate this as much as possible and there certainly could be some great ideas we're not thinking of at a certain point, I think as well that like you just based on the design of the game, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. I also think that like to a certain extent, like, I don't know. Cause like there, there are a variety of games that I can play and have my headphones off, like literally shut off. Right. Right. Like, oftentimes when I'm playing like slay the spire, I don't fucking, I don't need fucking audio for that. Like yeah. I, I, don't, I don't bother with my headphones. Um, when we play Risk of Rain, like, I'd prefer to have my headphones on. Audio cues are helpful, but... Yeah. You don't need them. I don't need yeah. them. Th- yeah. There are a couple times that you can get screwed if you don't have audio cues at all, but in general, you yeah. don't need them. But for the most part, you don't, you, you don't need them. Like, if a Blazing um, Elite Elder Lemurian spawns in behind you, sometimes you can hear those footsteps and then be like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Most yeah. of the time, that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Granted. Um, but, like, most of the time, you're not going to get screwed over by not having audio. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure I can see Valorant as a game that you could play at a competitive level and offer a competitive playing field without being able to hear. Dude, we should try it. We should just (laughs) just move the game. I can't aim for shit when I don't have audio. It's really hard. When I get get like I, I can't fucking play the game. It kind of would be, it would be a fun yeah. thing, like, when we went into customs and you'd, like, turn off the HUD, you'd be like, everybody yeah, yeah. for this game, or for this game around must, like, unplug turn their headset. headset. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, yeah, t- I mean, turn I'm... game volume down to zero, and you yeah. can still have comms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, That's it, the thing. maybe no comms, comms, yeah. I feel like you don't get comms, you just have to turn off your headset and mic for the round. Well, I, I would turn off. I would. I would be okay with leaving Discord and turning game audio yeah. off. But I would put yeah. some music on if I couldn't hear anything in the game. I mean, that sitting in silence, my ADHD oh, brain no. could not. No, I would, no, no, you don't get. To I do would that. not do that. What? What? You, you don't get to play music. You're hard of hearing for this round. We're, no, we're not, no, we're, we're talking not about simulating. how it affects the Valorant experience. <laughs> yeah. not, we're not, we're not simulating being deaf. Being deaf. We are. Yeah. <laughs> we were just saying it would be a fun thing to try. <laughs> right, right. I'm not doing this to like raise money or something like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it it would be curious, like I mean, even if you go into like a calm game, for instance, or just like casual, like it'd be just it'd be interesting just to see like what are the actual like issues with it. Like you could probably get like a more articulate understanding of like what the real problems are. Like what what are you missing? Yeah, yeah. like because because that way you can tackle the problem more specifically. It's like yeah. I mean, like we can kind of guess at it, like and and I think our guesses are probably right, but like. It could be that, like, oh, wow, okay, so this is actually the fundamental issue with, like, playing with no audio. Like, if you if you really don't yeah. have these these mm-hmm. uh, audio cues, it affects this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I can accommodate that by this, this, and this, you know? Yeah, like, I feel like there's uh, so many options that could work really well if we didn't have to worry about con- competitive integrity. Like, the single biggest thing that's coming up for me now that would work if, you know, I think would be fair if everyone who used it was actually deaf is if... When anyone on your team is looking at an enemy, they are continually pinged on your screen as if they're like being looked at by a fade eye. Like that's something that obviously would mess up the competitive integrity of the game, but all things considered, I think would be appropriate for someone who's deaf if you could ensure that only deaf people were using that because 
you know, while that gives you an advantage in some situations, you're disadvantaged overall in others. And that would do well, a, go I, a long way towards you being able to understand what's going on situationally. I, I think if anything, like you could just like, if we're taking competitive integrity out of the question. Yeah. I feel like you should, cause that'd be way too fucking strong. You oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you are, but like, but he's it, saying it's re- really strong in that aspect, but you are still missing a lot of other yeah, details. Yes, granted, yeah. yes. But, um, I was just saying, like, maybe you, like, maybe if you are actually truly, like, hard of hearing, and you, assuming there is some way to verify that, or yada yada, like, we're throwing competitive integrity out the window. Like, maybe you should just get way more detailed minimap info. Interesting. Yeah. But should you expand the minimap, then? Like, maybe it's, like, yeah, well, you, you, can, you can make it bigger you, on you your You can screen. make the minimap as oh, big you as you can, want. Oh, you can make it bigger. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can make it bigger, and then it, like, shows, you know, uh, an alarm bot goes down. You get a little visual on the on the minimap where that alarm bot went down if it's within your hearing range kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like... Like, or, like sniper plays the tripwire, like, uh, you get a little, like, tripwire indicator in the area. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm assuming anybody. I'm assuming anybody that is hard of hearing that does play Valorant is significantly better at utilizing their mini map than any of us are. Oh yeah, I'm sure because they're almost forced to be. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because that's the most information you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I still think it's just like it's so hard in that, uh, like they they just can't hear your comps. Like I feel like I would just get frustrated. Yeah, talk about playing in silver, yeah. though. Yeah, but I get <laughs> talk about playing in yeah. yeah. <laughs> 90% of games don't have comms anyway. Who yeah. the fuck cares? <laughs> no, no, but I, I might not be getting comms from them, but at least there's like, at least there's something to spend about them being able to hear my comms. And yeah, there's a lot true. of stuff the game says as well. Like, the game, will, the game will say, like, multiple enemies A, or like, you know, enemy spotted B. Oh yeah, anything yeah. that the game yeah. says, you should fucking get subtitles for that. You can put oh, that in the sure. game right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that is one hundred percent. You can put that in the game right now. Right. I got no complaints about that. Likewise, like when yeah. the announcer says like spike down or like yep on planted B. Although I guess you get the bottom last in the player game. standing. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, like anything like that. Yeah, go ahead, just throw subtitles in. Ace. It's already on title. Yeah, agent alt lines. Like, yeah, sure, you could look up at the bar and see that Pull an agent is their grave. Well, like, yeah, go ahead. Throw, throw agent fucking alt lines in the subtitles, too. Like, that, that I've yeah. got literally no qualms against. Yep. Embarrassing. Well, I feel like we've probably circled around this yeah. topic enough. <laughs> Unless yeah. you guys right. have anything more on it. Oh, no, um, okay, Hunter, this one's mainly for you. Oh. Because I don't play the Vipers. Oh, Merry Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. What's your... Yeah, what's your take on... On when to place down your Viper wall in the context of hmm. pre-round versus post-pre-round. So I guess just, like, round. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah, what, 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 what's your take on, on when it's optimal to lay down your Viper wall? Because I, I saw some interesting ideas being thrown around. Yeah, I, I saw this on the Reddit as well. So I, I also have my head, my... Uh, Brain juices uh, primed because of that. Um, I, I think one of the big things that was not addressed in the initial post there and is worth considering is that when you're on offense, where you put your Viper wall is almost definitely going to be visible to the defense when you put it down, if you're putting it down pre-round. Whereas 
in most cases, especially if we're thinking about Breeze, where you put your Viper wall down if you're on defense is not going to be visible to the offense until after the round starts. So I yeah, think... I wasn't specifically thinking about Breeze. Yeah. But I know that the post did mention Breeze. Got it, got it. So... Um, but I think that's a general rule of thumb for most maps as well, that you're not normally... I guess if you have like a crazy aggressive play planned and something very unconventional, typically you're not Viper walling into attacker-controlled territory, like, pre-round, uh, if you're a defensive Viper. So, like, I think on defense, it, it the, the it's a much simpler situation where you're just... Well, I don't know if simpler is right, but, like, the timing is less important in terms of revealing your hand, and it's more about to what extent do I want to be ready to lock down an area with this wall versus be reactive with it of like, oh, well, they're not coming here. They're going to the other side. I can rotate over and use that. Like if we're thinking about Breeze still, since like that's where I play Viper. Yeah. Um, the big decision for me is, do I put my Viper wall to cut off mid to slow down the mid push? Or do I hold on to it and use it to retake A, where it's very strong to block off caves? And that for me is very much a judgment call in terms of how the game is going that like oftentimes I'll start by not putting it in mid initially and saving it for the retake a, because I like to play B as Viper. And then um, if they're having, if they're having success or just putting a lot of emphasis on mid, then I'll start throwing it down, um, you know, in mid off the rip. Whereas if on the other hand, we're just losing a really fast, then I'll keep saving it for a Um, just, just a thought. Yeah. Go ahead. If all you're trying to do is block off caves, can't your orb do that? Like, your orb's big enough to block off caves, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, but his wall can get there faster. That is true. Your wall can reach that. Well, it depends how good your lineup skills are. Um, well, it's, it's pretty tough to have a lineup from, like, mid to caves, just because I don't... I don't know if you can, like... I don't know if there's a lineup that, like, goes over halls, but, like, you can't I, see... Again, I don't know if caves. there is... Yeah. yeah, I don't know if there is either a lineup for that. But, like, presumably, if you're playing B and they're hitting A... And therefore, you're going to need the retake wall. You could probably pick your orb up from B main. Sure, but like I still don't see it as realistic going from retake. Yeah, yeah. I still don't see it as realistic to go through mid doors and get the orb to caves before you know being well pushed into sight. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, before yeah. peaking most of sight. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, like, right. Oh, totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah, I was but, just thinking of like the you know the Valo plant map where I can pick it up and just move it to where I want it to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it's as, as you're saying that like it does make me think if there is a lineup from mid to caves for the orb that could be very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'll keep that in mind. Um, so that's that's what it is on defense. But I, I think that what the poster was really talking about is when you put it down on offense, so the defense is aware that that's where your wall is, and that to me is a very different scenario because obviously you're now talking about the psychological aspect of things, which is one of the things I enjoy most about Valorant. And I think there are a couple different schools of thought with it. Like obviously if you're the, the thing you don't want to do is to throw your wall down pre round, like well before the round starts and have it always be an indicator of what site you're hitting. <laughs> like, obviously that's just, you know, playing into the enemy's hand there. Um, I, I think if you're just kind of, you know, doing the basic... Are you talking about from attack, though? Yeah, it's from attack, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, I tried to say that was switch into that. Maybe I didn't it. Okay. it very clearly. But yes, talking about putting down a Viper wall on attack, you don't want to reveal your hand, if that's what your hand is, well before the round so that the, the, the defense has a chance to adjust. Um, but I think that one of the 
things that people have realized Viper is really good at on multiple maps, uh, Pearl being the other, uh, Pearl and Bind being the other big ones, is just putting your Viper wall down in the same spot every round and then using the other smoker's utility to get to the other site if you want to go to that one and using that Viper wall as a threat with some lurk potential as well um, and making just making it more difficult for the other team to rotate quickly. And if you're doing that, I see no reason whatsoever to not just chuck it down immediately because you're, you know, you're, you're saying, Here, here's what it is. You want to deal with it? What you going to do? But I think the, the real in-between is where it gets interesting because if it comes to a situation of like, you want to hit this site, you're not really doing the whole, I'm always going to put the Viper wall in this one spot. Maybe you're solo Viper on Breeze. You don't have another uh, controller with you. I think it depends on how much the enemy is pushing halls or using delay util. Because if the site you're going into, you expect that there's going to be a Sage Wall, there's going to be a Viper Orb, something you're going to have to wait out, I think you should probably not drop your Viper Wall until, you know, that's about to finish. So that you don't give any advance warning that that's where you're going to hit. However, I think if you are, um, I think in a situation where you're going fast, you can get away with putting it down like right before the barriers drop, maybe like two seconds before, because if the enemy team is going to rotate, they're not really going to have enough time to get there in time. Uh, and it's just going to allow you to get to site faster if you're just going to run in. So that's, I mean, that's I, kind of a lot of words, but that's my general thoughts on it. I think that makes the most sense. That's immediately where my mind went was, uh, you know, you can put it down as soon as there's not enough time for the enemy team to react to whatever your plan is. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so put it down like immediately pre-round if you're going to be fast hitting, or save it into if you're going to be like you know poking and prodding and then it, like exploding onto a site, like save it yeah. for your explode. It that is unless you're doing like a a lurk wall like always the same or you're like trying to mix up do a fake kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, then of course you're you're gonna throw it earlier because that's the entire point of it is to to fake presence or or feign presence somewhere. Yeah, I mean I do think that like I I do think that like the lurk wall stuff is Viper's best use case paired with another yeah. controller. Yeah, well, you um, need double controller to do that. Pretty uh, hard much. hard to get in ranked. I know. Yeah, but the I know, the other interesting thought that I had is like. Even even if on defense, if like I'm laying my wall down and it like extends a little bit into attacker controlled territory, so they'd be able to then tell where my wall is. If I throw my wall down really early in the round, that doesn't mean I'm playing that site. Like the viper could still be on the other other side of the map or whatever. Oh, you're or, talking about from the defender. We're, now we're back to defense. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. We're back to defender side here. Um. Yeah, the defender like, side I didn't really talk about because I can't think of a single situation off the top of my head where your Viper Wall is going into attacker territory from defender side. Like a, a Viper guess, Wall that I've seen used. Okay, one of the Viper Walls I think is... Now, I don't... You, this one you might have to throw after the round starts. But what's that Viper Wall on Breeze matter. that goes through the teleporter? Do you have to throw that one after the round starts? Breeze that goes through the teleporter? Sorry, not Breeze. Bind. Oh, bind. Bind. You know what I'm talking about? The one that, like, you throw from, like, right outside Hookah that cuts off Hookah, Octagon, and then goes through Teleporter to then cut off Showers? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, like, Hookah, Can Octagon, you throw that pre-round? 
I I believe you can, but that but that still isn't an attacker tower territory because showers isn't enemy ter- isn't attacker. Yeah, territory. but you get the audio cue for the teleporter, do you not? I don't think you get the oh, teleporter. Oh, not pre round. That's huh. Yeah, I, I I've certainly have never heard a teleporter audio cue pre round. But that that's assuming that you can throw this pre round if you. I can. don't know if you can throw this pre round. Yeah, this might be a post round thing in which yeah. case, yeah, you get the cue. You get the like, audio cue. Yeah, like fuck it. If and you get the audio yeah, cue, that's just what it post, is. Post um, round starting. But like, because I feel like the advantage of that is like if I can. Well, okay. I guess I could throw my lineup to A short as Viper, run to Hookah, to then throw. Because I I know there's a Viper lineup from like spawn to get that orb down on A short on like the one way spot, and then you could run to Hookah and then throw that when the round starts. Mm-hmm. I guess that would work. Oh, what was this Reddit post claiming? So the uh, there's, someone yeah. was bitching to them about them laying their them laying down their wall pre round in defense. Oh, on defense. Yeah. Oh, it was on. I didn't remember it was on defense. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. silly. Yeah, I think that's super silly. That, that's right. ridiculous. I mean, I can think of like a couple that like if they fast push this. Like, I, I know there's one for A that like cuts off like A in mid that Vipers often throw. Yeah. But um. Now, I don't know how noticeable this is to the attacking team, whether they can see it or anything like that. That I have no clue. But I know that if you throw it down, or, like, where you have to throw it from, if somebody insta-pushes caves, like, fast, particularly with, like, a raised satchel, like, Viper's just out in the fucking open. Like, you're you're dead. Mm-hmm. So that one, like, you kind of have to throw pre-round. Um, like, earlier on, so that you can get to wherever the fuck you want to play. Like I, I'm sure right. there are other viper walls like that, or viper orb lineups. Was this post though about like them doing that always on defense though, like, or was it just like for a particular position? Like, because like you're describing something really particular, but like that, that's just the example that they brought up. I don't know. They were just bitching about it, and like they're, they're <laughs> bitching about the fact <laughs> that somebody was bitching to them. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, like, this, this should be for our other podcast. <laughs> Am I the asshole for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Viber>. <laughs> yeah. throwing my viper wall yeah. around? <laughs> not, not the asshole. No, is what I would go. Not yeah, the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in agreement. The council has decided. It it seems like a dumb play, though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eh, I don't. Know. I don't play viper. I got no fucking clue. But, like, Vipers, obviously, yeah. like, if you're doing it on attack, I'm obviously fucking calming where the Viper wall is. Oh, I do that all the time, yeah. Yeah, well, if you can see it, which yeah. you know, sometimes you can. Um, but that, that just know, goes I mean, into... Like, sorry, like, when the Viper's on attack, throwing the wall, and I'm on defense. Yeah. I know we're getting a little... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I understood Gas to be saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. okay. Like, if I'm on defense and I see the Viper wall come to my sight, I'm fucking calming that as soon as I see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was the same with Astra Stars. Astro Stars A is like that's it, the first call at the beginning of a round, right? But like, I, I I've kind of stopped coming one Astro Star. No, but now, if yeah. there's three or if, four if, Astro Stars on the on yeah. B site, I'm probably gonna yeah. come that. Yeah, if I feel two like go down yeah. right, like at, in the last couple seconds of the pre round on the common smoke angles that I would smoke as Brim attacking a site. You say they're coming here. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we don't see a ton of Astra play, uh, but when we do, 
I, I almost always think of the Astra occasionally throwing decoy stars. Whereas, like, with the Viper, I've seen it much more often where a Viper will nearly always Viper wall where they're going to hit. And if they do that early, they're just throwing a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, especially because in, yeah. in rank you're seeing single controller, single Viper. Right. Like, yep. a lot. And so that's their only smokes for the round. So wherever they mm-hmm. put down the wall, it's pretty committal that they're going to go there. Yeah, if they're not, yeah. they don't have smokes for the other side. Yeah, in which case you're like, well, we can play, uh, you know, uh, one man, one sentinel on this site, fine, right? Like, yeah, and then the one no, no smokes, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never rolled anyway. Never mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Cass. What else you got? Okay. Your favorite ultimate trick. Oh. Or you know what? I'm just gonna expand this. What's your favorite like gimmick slash trick in Valorant? Ooh. What? I'm thinking like, okay, so like just leaning into the ultimate thing here is like um you can what are some shenanigans you can do? I guess Omen picking up the spike with his alt is kind of a shenanigans. Um jet double updrafts used to be shenanigans. Um, Omen can ult to where the Sage is to get healed by Sage to then cancel his ult and go back to where he was. I did not know that. I didn't know that. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so I mean, it it is not a very good use of Omen ult, but nothing's a very good use of Omen ult, maybe other than picking (laughs) up the spike. So, I... (laughs) Yeah, I, I I can think of two things off the top of my head. One, both of them are potentially strong, but not all that common to be able to use them well. So the first one is as Yoru. This is probably the single coolest ability thing that I've done. It's just uh, not very common that it works out to be the best play. So especially on defense, you put both your, your orb, your teleport orb, and your decoy uh, in the same spot, and then you play opposite from that. And then if you trigger them both at once, it very convincingly looks like you're teleporting in there because you don't just see the empty teleport. You see a body coming out of it. And like, if you look at the clip I've seen, you know, I got this from zip tie, who is one of the, uh, the greatest Yoru players. Um, and if you see the, the POV of the enemy, like it's very difficult to tell that that's what's happening unless you're really expecting it. And I do that in hookah sometimes on bind. Um, but even then, I don't do it most rounds because it still is fairly committal. And the decoy is just such a good piece of util. Like, putting it down and then if they don't come there is kind of an L. But it's so funny <laughs> when you see them bite hard on yeah. that and just swing and get the free kill. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that could work really well in hookah if you were to play, like, behind the box. Exactly. Like, that is yourself. exactly how I do it. Yeah. And then and then you put it in the back of, of hookah with your, with your TP and, and clone there. Yeah, I put um, it on, like, the back box. Of yeah, so yeah. so that somebody, you know, they as you hear footsteps coming into hookah, you think somebody's closed. You trigger those, they flick over, get flashed, and then you swing out from behind the box. I oh, like yeah. that a oh, lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a couple clips of that, but I, I don't do it as much as I would like. Um, and then I guess my second idea is one that I I did one time with Chase that I that he will remember. I'm pretty sure, but this is as Sky. Um, when you deploy your dog, particularly in like a one on one or like a you know a, a quieter scenario. They hear the dog walking around and they're they're ready for you to they're ready to shoot the dog and ready for it to pounce on them. And assuming this is like about a one a one v one or close to that, 
they're not expecting you to, you, they know you're not going to be able to swing immediately. They're wanting to deal with the dog and then do whatever they're going to do. So there's this one time in particular on split where I like saw the person briefly and, and like I knew where, or maybe I just knew where they were. I knew where they were. They knew where the dog was. I just hid with the dog for a few seconds because it has timer to spare. So the person was just standing there, like looking, like waiting to shoot the dog. This was in like a post plant scenario. So like I saw they yeah, were like the killing time. Yeah. Right. They were like firing at the dog. I just hid with the dog for a few seconds and then I jumped out as it was going to expire and it just burned a little bit of extra time off the clock. And I'm sure frustrated them quite a lot. I, I've seen pros like jiggle peek with dogs before. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one that like the one that I've actually like made use of before is again, omen alt shenanigans in which like, you're in a site that Killjoy is alting. Yeah. You can omen alt to outside of that radius when the Killjoy alt pops, and then you can cancel your alt and just be back inside the site. Um, very, very nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Boathouse on Ascent, you see that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, the the clip that I have is me doing it from Hell on Ascent. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that works too. Yeah, like I TP'd, I TP'd to like B site or whatever, and then canceled it, and I was in hell. But they get the oh nobody's on site notification. We can run in now, um, and then I'm just there, and a bunch of people had their knives out. It was great. Uh, that's the main one I could think of. I I love when I see other people alt somebody who is alting, like. When when you see like a Sova alting and you know where he's alting from and a Brim just drops his orbital strike oh, on him. Oh yeah. yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> or yeah, like counter yeah. Sova alts. Yeah, like like they fire Sova off their Sova alt and then you you pull yours out too <laughs> um, to hit them wherever they are. Like I, I love that. Uh, I know, like I know people will do it when they when they know where Phoenix alted from. Yeah. So you wait for the Phoenix alt to expire and you just alt his location. Um, yeah, I, I like doing all of that with Brim ult. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if somebody, like, Phoenix, from Phoenix ult, Sova ult, Sky Dog, um, those are kind of the three that take you out of Sova drone as well. Sova drone. You can cancel Sova drone and Sky Dog, though, right? Yes, but oftentimes it's not with enough time. Mm. Well, actually, with Sova drone, you get kicked out of as soon as you take any instance of damage. And I think same with. Uh, Sky I would dog? assume this game was Skydog. I think I so, get yeah. out a cipher cam if I take any damage. Yeah, um, but at that point you're in the center of a brimstone alt that is already ticked once. Yeah, right. Like you're, you're not living. Screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw somebody mention that uh, as Omen they like TPing into the middle of brim alts for the last few ticks. Oh to take a few ticks of damage to just, like, get an insane off-angle on people. Because yeah, you're just like, oh, well, yeah. no, one's, no one's in the fucking Brimalt. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and the Brimalt makes enough noise, you probably wouldn't hear the TP either. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I don't really know what other shenanigans happens, especially with agents that I play. Um, I feel like you can do some, like, Fun shenanigans with like rays, with like blast packs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. Like all the other ones seem Dan like. Dan doesn't use super... the blast packs a ton as, as rays. That's one of the. Things I... 
He's working. I'm, I, don't, I don't know how to do the the fast like movement people do with the boss packs. No like, sacrifice timing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's super cool, but yeah, I've never gotten good at it. But like I can imagine that like <laughs> one thing you could do is if you like know someone's like around a corner, you can throw a blast back down and push them back or something. Like I don't know, like there's some, yeah, I mean there's that's some, some fun shenanigans stuff with with uh Ray's satchels being mm-hmm. able to take somebody off of Spike with one. Oh yeah, that, that's or just cool. like kind of mo- like I really like when Ray's use them to kind of just put the enemy off and like make them moving and inaccurate. Yeah, like oh, you definitely. know someone's in a corner. You, you know, like, yeah, yeah, or someone's about to peek a corner, and you just like you throw an instantly satchel, and then they're moving as you swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, something like that, or like they're, they just weren't expecting it, catches them off guard, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. The CS has a very nice shenanigans that like I'm a big fan of, which is uh, you can when you nade weapons, like when you frag grenade weapons. They go flying in the opposite or like away from wherever the nade was. So if there's a gun down in an angle and you can't safely retrieve the gun, you can you throw can a nade, nade like just past where the gun is and it'll throw the gun at you. Or people use it to like fling guns to their teammates. Mm-hmm. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just like a cool shenanigans that I'm a fan of. Um, yeah. You know I know when that, I came. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh. Um, this one's like less of shenanigans and more just like a thing but as cypher if i have my cam available to use i love putting it directly on top of where the fucking spike is and just like point it down at the spike so (laughs) yeah as soon as they tap i can just hit my cam and basically get an insta ping if they're on spike yeah it makes them spammable through smokes and or and they shoot the cam then they're not looking at all where you are if you're going to swing off that yeah, yeah, true. Also, no, like, people just can't find the fucking cam. Because it's directly right. up. Yeah, like, nobody yeah. expects it to be, like, right where the fucking spike is. Yeah. <laughs> people, like, never find the cam. But I know, like, I, there, there's so many times when, like, uh, I've burnt a lot of time off the clock um, by having the cam, like, literally where spike is. They tap spike, they hear my cam audio, and they're like, ah, oh, shit. Like, Cypher knows I'm not sticking. I gotta find this cam. But I immediately exit it, and they're looking by deep, like, or they're standardly, their crosshair is where, like, I would be swinging from. And so by the time I'm out of my cam, it's kind of disappeared, and they're looking around for, like, oh, fuck, where's the goddamn camera? Like, I can't find this shit. And they're like, okay, fine, I gotta tap spike again. <laughs> I just pull back the camera up and see, like, okay, they're not sticking. Um, people have a very hard time finding those, those cams. Yeah, so, yeah that's a fun one. really... Not necessarily shenanigans, but, you know. Uh, there is a train of thought in my head that I don't know how I got here, but um, Wingman should be able to revive a downed KO. <laughs> that would be a fun shenanigan. Okay. <laughs> I All feel right. like that's niche enough that that wouldn't be a problem. And yeah, KO it's so niche. strong enough yeah. that it would, yeah. But, uh, like, Wingman should be able to revive a downed KO. Yeah. I, I I'd be fine with that. Be kind of funny. Like I I just like I remember when KO came out and everybody's like, "This is better, Phoenix." Yeah, and like but... release KO might have been better, Phoenix. There's an argument there, but everybody's but like, about his part, yeah. yeah but like everybody's just like, "Oh, like he has a Phoenix ult," and it's like, "Yeah, but his Phoenix when I die in my ult, I come back." 
Yeah. Does KO when I die in my ult? You're dead. 20% of the time? Maybe? Yeah. I get rezzed? Like, at least Jet Smokes used to be able to cover the entire defuse, or, like, res. Um. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I could see them slightly buffing KO's res timer to be shorter. And that not being an issue. Buffing it? Oh, oh. Like, <laughs> okay, I see what you said. Yeah, yeah. Like, buffing KO. Yeah, I thought you meant his... the timer you had to res him to be shorter, and I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I get just it now, like, yeah. You can like, pick him up faster. faster. Yeah. yeah, you just pick him up faster, like... Not dramatically. Like, it shouldn't be, mm -hmm. like... It shouldn't be, like, uh, what's the... Removing... Like, interact and he's alive or something. Yeah, or well, actually... I was thinking about removing yeah. the deadlock needle thingy. Yeah. Which, like... It's now slightly slower. They yeah. did buff it. Yeah. Well, I was, I was well, gonna like, say, yeah. Cass, by the fact that you didn't mention it already, I'm assuming you didn't notice the PBE changes? No, no, I, I'm aware of what they are. Oh, okay. I think. Okay, <laughs> because I was gonna say, that relates to what we're talking about, to an extent, not yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, it's Sky and Gecko changes, right? Yes. And it affects yeah. Gecko's reclaiming his stuff, which is not exactly a res, but it's similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do they do, half it? Well, are we are we moving on to that? Because if so, sure. I have an EVE. Yeah, 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 we can move on to that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So PVE, they decided to uh, buff Gecko and uh, hit Sky with another nerf. Um, the for Sky, they're focused specifically on the uh, the dog, the Trailblazer. Um, so basically, camera movement is disabled during the leap. The leap is when you click to have the Sky Dog jump and concuss. So before you could get a lot of value, much like a jet dashing in and like flicking the camera while dashing, you could get a lot of value by flicking the camera around as you're leaping with the dog so that you get, you know, not just where you're looking, but the area around it. So that's now yeah, been the info around like where people could be behind certain covers that you could jump towards. Right. 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 Um, that when Trailblazer is destroyed during the leap, it no longer causes a concussed explosion. So that means that if you shoot it as it's midair, it no longer goes off when you shoot it. It just dies. Yeah, thank God. That's such a bullshit mechanic that that existed. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you fucking killed it, but it still concusses you. Like, mm -hmm. why? <laughs> I'm in full favor of that change, for sure, for that exact reason. Oh, I thought it. I thought the fucking Skydog just had iframes once it jumped at you. Honestly, that's what I thought as well. Yeah, because yeah, it always just that. concusses yeah. you, too. I, I just thought it had iframes. Before, if you could destroy it, you'll just go off. When it's in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, like, yeah. Ray's Boombot, like, once that's in the air, it has iframes. I'm pretty sure. That, that's my impression. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't my impression think you can well. do anything about the Boombot once it's in the air. Yeah. I mean, you can chamber TP and jet dash out of it. <laughs> which yeah. I frequently did. You can but die like, and get sage rezzed. It, it, hey, it's not lethal anymore. I mean, it's lethal if you're looking It's health. quite lethal. <laughs> Yeah. This isn't like Acrid where you take you down to one HP. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, where's my one shot protection right. in Valorant? And then uh, yet another significant change for the trailblazer. Uh, it never is. ISO. Yeah, okay. ISO is <laughs> there you go. Actually much better one shot protection than what you get at risk of rain. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Trailblazer, um finally, explosion now concusses ally explosion now concusses allies as well as enemies. So now you have to be careful with your leaping because you can concuss your your team, which is uh, very interesting because I've definitely had some, you know, back in my Sky main era very recently, I definitely got some value out of close range Sky chomping or in some rare cases, 
coming back to myself and jumping on an enemy who is getting too close, which now will concuss me as well. So yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a significant change, I think. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of. I I guess I I haven't played Sky very much. It just seemed when I read that to be a very rare instance that, that you would be concussing your teammates. Because in what case is that radius so small and you're they're already not in an engagement? Well, the biggest thing is if you're following your dog in or particularly through something. Like one of the biggest things is if like I'm dogging through a smoke and you're right outside the smoke, you wait for my dog to enter and then you go in right after, but then there's someone in the smoke. So now I'm just jumping right on them right in front of me. Now that's going to concuss you as well. Okay. And like that isn't that uncommon. Obviously, the vast majority of the times, I don't think it's going to affect much, much, but like I think there might be a good, you know, 10% of situations per game that now you have to be careful to not concuss your allies. Sure. I mean, I feel like that's caught in game before. What? Yeah. I've been gecko altered before by my own team. Yeah. Similar mechanic to Skydog. Yeah, just bigger radius. Um. Yeah, I think it's continuity too. Like other concusses in the game also concuss your teammates. Yep, neon, right? Like Astra, breach, neon, <laughs> yeah, Astra, all breach. Right? They all they all yeah. can concuss your teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, Astra very rarely would, if ever, would do that. So, but like, um, yeah, definitely neon and definitely breach. Yeah. And I guess deadlock. I don't know if you if no that the deadlock the allies or not. The deadlock concuss doesn't affect enemies either, right? <laughs> yeah, they never get concussed. They but shoot presumably, them. if you're in the area, you would also be concussed. No, yeah, presumably, presumably yes. yes, yes. In the rare situation where everyone forgets how to play the game and doesn't shoot it, yeah. Oh well, they're flanking knife out. I'm flank or I'm rotating to the other site. Knife out. <laughs> You meet at the deadlock. We, we, we meet trip. at the deadlock trip. Both knife out, oh, <laughs> and somebody you makes a concussed noise. knife duel. <laughs> well, yeah, we're running yeah. to the. They're running on flank. I'm running to the other site. Okay. We both make noise. Uh, the concuss goes off. We both have operators and no secondaries, mm-hmm. and so it takes too long to pull the gun out. Or maybe we've got Odin's. Who knows? But like, it takes <laughs> too long to pull your gun out to like shoot yeah. the deadlock trip. Or even if I had a gun out, I couldn't shoot the deadlock trip because like. It's my team's deadlock shit. Right, right. Yeah, you wouldn't be shooting it. It's an yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So consistency. Um, and then Gecko has been uh, buffed to for all of his reclaimable util. So Cam, to break this down for you, uh, Gecko's util is the the blue guy, which goes up in the sky and shoots the blue goo on people's faces that you can't <laughs> turn from. <laughs> Uh, so basically okay. as long as it has line of sight it is a projectile so if you move really fast you can dodge it but in general you know you can't like just turn away from it like a flash so that's the dizzy the wingman obviously you know little bro um and the thrash the ultimate the shark reclaim times have been halved from two seconds to one second for each which is quite nice honestly definitely a solid yeah, enough yeah and then also Dizzy, the blue guy, once Dizzy is ready to shoot and seize a target, they will shoot faster and the projectile will travel faster. Pre-fire targeting oh. delay decreased from 0.5 to 0.35 seconds and missile speed increased from 7,000 to 10,000. Um, so those seem like significant percentage increases. We'll have to see how it feels. Yeah, but, it uh, seems like a, a solid buff to the Dizzy. Yeah. And then everything's reclaimable faster, which is, I think, mm-hmm. great for Gecko too. 
Because I think this makes Dizzy... Well, I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out in game, but, like, that could make Dizzy a somewhat viable, unturnable Flash. Yeah, because because that's been the big thing with Gecko, that, like, he has a lot of potential, but the problem is just that his... Uh, versus Sky, uh, his Dizzy was just, sign- like, so much inferior to a Sky Flash that even though you could use it more times per round, you know, it's hard to get over the fact that it's just worse. And so this making it a good bit better and easier to pick up, I, I think, has the potential to... Cause a bit of a shift, perhaps, mm-hmm. in Gecko's viability. I, I don't think this is going to all of a sudden make him be picked by everyone, but um, I, maybe Diz, maybe Gecko is the next agent that uh, I main after my current Yoru trend. We'll see. Well, cause I, yeah. I, well, the other okay. The other day we were playing Gecko in uh, Premiere on Bind, um, and we, it was actually a, a Gecko head-to-head. It's a mirror mirrored Gecko comp. Which is very interesting. Wait, who on your team was playing? On our team, I wasn't there, but who on our team was playing yeah. Gecko? Kate. Uh, Kate's was playing oh, Gecko. Wild. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so we had the the mere Gecko comp, uh, and what they were doing to really good effect is on um, B Long. B Long. You mean the other team? Yeah, the other yeah. team was they were uh, like Phoenix flashing and uh, Gecko flashing simultaneously. So you can't turn it. So it's impossible yeah. to turn. Well, no, no. What happened was, and Alex it's impossible to play anti- Phoenix Flash, and then yeah. immediately turned around to getting gooed. Or like, <laughs> while he was turned around, he got gooed, and he's yeah. just like, yeah. "I'm so fucked." <laughs> like, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like it stops you from being able to play anti or turn the flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously that's two pieces of utility to do that. But in in a scenario like that where it's a very good flash like to to go down that angle but most people have a counterplay to it either like playing right. anti or um shooting the flash if it's gecko you know before it actually goes off in in that case it is you know the combo makes it a very good flash again right everybody is getting hit yeah i think it's one of those things where i think paper rex might have been like the first to like really make use of this interaction at like a high level but was comboing yeah rain of flash with mm-hmm. other flashes um so it doesn't matter if you turn the sky flash or the ko flash or whatever right when you turn back there's a fucking rain of flash in your face <laughs> yeah um or if you turn the rain of flash you are getting flashed by the other one as well or like um, break the rain of flash yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sorry that's what i meant if you break the rain of flash yeah you're just getting hit by the other one so yeah, the other thing that, like, yeah, like in specific relation to Gecko here, if you're holding, like, a very tight angle, specifically with a scoped rifle, uh, a.k.a. martial op, um, I could often see the Dizzy come through and just unpeak for a second after it, like, fires the gate. Right. It doesn't hit me because I'm now behind sound. the cover. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I can just like I can just peek back out like with the timing change here. Like I don't know how reliably do. you're gonna yeah. be able to like jiggle around covered and not get hit by that thing. Yeah, because it's traveling faster and happens faster. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was I thinking, Cam, you might enjoy playing Gecko. I, I'm guessing you don't have him unlocked yet, but you might no. want to give him a shot. He's some fun stuff. Is he like how new is he? He came out uh, like I want to say like, earlier this year. Like I want to say like he's February. the third, the third newest agent. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Because uh, I'm trying to. I don't think I've seen him before. 
Yeah, he I mean, was right before deadlock. Because he's kind of in a weird spot where he's somewhat fun, but not crazy strong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Somebody was talking about this on release, but I think it had the... They made a comparison to a League of Legends character. Now, I play no League of Legends. None of us do. Right? I have no idea who yeah, this character is. Oh, you do? Or was or whatever. Mm. Um, but they were talking about how, like, the character's kit wasn't bad by any means. They just didn't have the numbers to make it viable. Mm. Like, just, like, the, the literal numbers associated with their kit just weren't, weren't enough to justify it. Uh, like, playing that champion, I think it's called in League, over another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, again, it's just numerical changes. Like, those are very easy to implement from Riot's perspective. Like, it's not like you have, you have yeah. to retune their kit or do Yeah, not in your reporting. Yeah, right, like, right. you just go or in and you just go, oh, means. Yeah, yeah, you just go, oh, 7,000, let's just change that to 10,000 units, right? Um, mm-hmm. to make the character viable, and I, I feel like yeah, Gecko is Gecko is kind of in that position where <clears throat> I don't think any of his utility at the current moment is all that lethal or great for the team. But I think they're just number changes away from being really fucking good. Yeah, and they've kind of been and working about, on that. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah, been working on the Molly's a lot better now that yeah. it does damage throughout. Right, instead of just one instance at the end. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like the Flash is getting better here. Wingman's like pretty okay in a lot of situations. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the like, old Ring... is good. The old is really good. It's it, yeah. yeah. I've said good. before, you, a, character, a character's viability is almost never based on their alt, and this is a classic case where the alt can't save him. But it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that like, I mean, again, to like to take things to an extreme, if Gecko had say, or, like, deadlock center orb health, it'd be fucking broken. Right? If what had center orb health? Like, the deadlock's wall? And how many shots it takes to kill the center orb? No, no, if what had that health? had that health. Oh, fucking, god damn it. English is hard. Uh, wingman? Oh, wingman, okay, okay. Like, if wingman had that, it'd be fucking broken. Oh, yeah, wingman would be... Like, that's obviously too extreme. Little bro would be big bro at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If he had, uh, like, Sova dart health, it'd also be dog shit. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. in the middle lies... Lies a, a good number. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I think they have it... What do they have it set at right now? A hundred? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Off the top I, of my head? I don't have the wiki up. I'll check. Yeah, okay. I, I think, think it could be a little stronger. Yeah, I think it's a hundred, but you can't headshot him. So, you know. Yeah. It could take a couple more bullets, and I think that'd be okay. Yeah. But um, also, I think they're trying to make it so that utility can also get him off or kill him. Yeah, he yeah, currently has uh, 80 HP, Wingman. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, two Vandal shots, because mm-hmm. you can't headshot him. Um, I could see him having a little more HP, but then also, like you were talking about, yeah, it needs to be balanced with other in-game utility. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hard to say. But, like, uh, uh, again, the same thing with, like, Dizzy. And Dizzy is what they're currently adjusting. Right? right like, yeah. I think it's all just, like, it, it's just a numbers game with Gecko. I think his kit is fine. Yeah. It's just, what are what are the numbers? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it really Dizzy has to do with his flash. Part. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Because like, yeah. like that's the thing you need him to do more than anything else in the in the team comp, just because of him mm-hmm. being an initiator. Um, being a flashing initiator, like there are just other flashing initiators that you're going to want. So who are you giving up? Yeah, right? right. And the flashes being worse, that's the most important part of the flashing initiator role, right? Yeah, but like again, I don't think this. I don't think this change here brings down Sky enough. Her flashes were untouched. No, but well, you I mean, have they to were bring her down, or do you have to bring ago. him up? Yeah, yeah they were touched a couple months ago in decreasing the timer that you have. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. And well, like, just to be clear, he, he, he we just had a... needs to be viable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when it comes to some of these changes uh, and some others that we're not even covering as well, you know, we're not seeing there's game changers, but like we haven't been watching that, uh, not for any reasons other than they're just busy with stuff. Oh, um, I, I saw some of the matches actually. Oh, there you go. Cool. Well, I, I, I saw them. Team Liquid's loser bracket run. Nice, nice. But what what I was going to say is what we haven't seen the main pro circuit the uh actually like adjust to the changes that have been made. So like maybe Sky's the flash the change of Sky's flash is enough to already cause some movement. We just don't know. Yeah, because um, it's the off season and and yeah. you don't see uh you know the pros playing as much. Yeah. Right. I don't think it is. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Um but Shall we transition to the last change, which is actually not from this PBE. It was from the previous one. We just forgot to cover it on pod. It's very short, which is Deadlock has had her most, well, either her most or second most useless ability buffed significantly. Where her her grav net, her her grenade that she throws uh, on launch, the way it worked is you would be forced to crouch. um, But then once you like got free from the area of the net or after a certain amount of time, you would no longer have the uh, the nerf on you the of the buff or the debuff I should say of being forced to crouch, and so now they've changed it to where it, it it the net when you're in it it does not expire after a certain amount of time so you have to or the net does but the debuff does not so you always have to physically remove the net from you otherwise you will always be crouching and also there's increased gravity while you're in the net. So if you want to like jet updraft and dash out, like you're gonna be you're gonna move way less when you do that. So you could still do that as a way of getting out, but you're gonna be much closer to where you were caught by the net rather than previously. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't think it moves the needle on deadlock, but it's good to see that that ability does something now. Yeah, was there also like people were saying there's a rumor of like it weakening you somehow or like giving you an HP debuff? Does that is that a thing? Uh, I, I think I think, I think that, that was, was just based on translating. Error. Yeah, translating. Yeah, okay. It just means that the debuff is applying for that time rather than the debuff is thing. crouch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. The debuff is crouch. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's still not good, but like <laughs> right. the fact that you have to take it off, and I they increase the time to take it off. I believe as well. Maybe, maybe I, I'm not seeing that on the wiki, but it's quite possible that it is. Yeah. I, I could see this potentially moving it more in line with like Fade C's. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. the rest of Fade's kid is just way fucking better. Right, right. But again, unlike the Gecko situation, I don't think the Deadlock situation is a matter of numbers. I don't think so. No, either. That's that's a full rework for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think the Deadlock situation is you've taken a character. Or, well, they tried to create an alternative to Sage. Right. In which, like, sure, like, I, I, I get how in, like, a low elo, Sage saw, like, a pretty good 
both pick rate and win rate. Mm-hmm. And then... But that doesn't necessarily make, like, Sage, like, a really good agent or anything. Right, right. But I think they were trying to create some... A competitor to Sage to kind of lessen her pick rate the same way their original thought process with reducing both Chamber and Neon was to provide alternatives for the Jet meta. Um, right. I, I, I just don't think that... Like, there isn't really a Sage meta. And so introducing this, like, like when they introduced Fade, right? Fade was a competitor to Sova. And the a very good competitor is, to Sova, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're introducing Deadlock as a competitor to Sage, but Sage wasn't fucking good to begin with anyway. I right. mean, launch Sage was pretty solid. Yeah, there wasn't a significant place for Sage in the meta. Yeah. Therefore, there is definitely not a significant place for a worse version of Sage in the meta. Right. But even if Deadlock was on par with Sage... Yeah, still wouldn't see a lot of play, is what you're still saying. Still wouldn't see yeah. a lot of play. And, like, I, I do think that, to a certain extent, Deadlock has some untapped potential as being, like, potentially a better counter to dive agents. Right, that um, was the idea. Yeah, specifically when you can't... I mean... This leads us slightly back into our shenanigans section, but I, I, I have never done this, but I know that there are some ciphers who place trips at, like, updraft height. <laughs> so when jets try to updraft dash in, they get caught on those trips. Yeah. And then the jet is just fucking molding. Oh, their yeah. Ether, their, their fucking mental is ruined. Because they're being um, held in the air, right? Like, they, they yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because I had that whenever I tried to dash out of, like, hookah as jet. Yeah. On the site, and I get caught by the cipher trip. Like, I'm literally just, like, rubber banding back and forth. <laughs> and my teammates apparently don't know how to shoot cipher trips. Um, yeah. I don't either, so it's kind of the pot calling the kettle black. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I would literally just be bungeed in midair, and I can't yeah. do shit, and I'm fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but assuming, yeah, like, I know that there are some ciphers who put, like, updraft height trips. <laughs> specifically to catch jet jets uh, updraft dashing onto sites. Um, I think that's hilarious when when it works out. But, uh, in general, right, like, because a jet can updraft and dash over, like, the standard cipher trips and stuff, she can just circumnavigate them. Um, oftentimes you can get past Killjoy setups, if Killjoy setups are not specifically designed to handle that. Uh, pre-nerf raise, just you satchel onto site, cipher's entire setup doesn't exist. Right, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Maybe your cam is somewhere, but, like, you're not fucking holding that site. Um, mm. So I think there is there was some potential to be had there. Um, obviously, the Cypher buffs kind of take away from that. Cypher does a decent job now, along yeah. with the raise nerfs of stopping diets. But I just don't think that was enough of a meta thing in ranked play to begin with for Deadlock to see use. Yeah, I think the problem was they tried to split the difference somewhat, where, where they wanted a competitor to Sage who also had some info with the Sonic sensors, and the problem is just that they created an ability that might be the single worst ability in the whole game <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, quick, I don't think you know what this is, Cam. Her, her Sonic sensors, you put them on the wall, and then they react and concuss enemies uh, in front of them, but only if the enemies make noise. So, basically, if you're lurking, you can just see it on the wall and walk right past it. 
And then even if you are making noise, like there's a generous amount of time before it detonates so you can just see it and shoot it. So it basically is uh, very easy to deal with and also leaves you vulnerable to someone walking past it as well. So it's just a really, really bad ability. Hmm. Yeah, like if someone's being sneaky on the flank, they don't worry about it anyway because they're not like making any noise. Right. Right. If they're making noise, then, you know, somebody might know they were there. And so then a utility that only lets you know if they're there, if they make noise, is just kind of, you know, it's the same thing as them making noise. Like, it's it's, it's terrible. Like, Mm -hmm. but like, I, I think that's a, like, I don't, I think it's fine that they released a Sentinel who doesn't have flank watch. Now, I know that that's not meta, right? But like, I think that's inherently okay. No, but yeah, but the problem is that she has a piece of utility that acts like it can be flank watch, but really isn't. Yeah, but like, no, it doesn't yeah. act like it's flank watch. People are idiots. <laughs> like, no, you should bad. never fucking use that as flank watch. It's, it's not just flank bad. Watch. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's yeah. like using it's like using a fucking sage slow orb as flank watch. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, if they walk across this area while my fucking orb's there, yeah, I'll hear it. Ooh, flank watch. Like, no, like, that's not fucking flank watch. Right. <laughs> a Phoenix Flash isn't flank watch. Um, yeah. Like, her, her shit is not flank watch. Don't, don't try to use it like that. But, like, what if it just goes off immediately? Like, if it didn't give you time to react. Yeah. Would that, that would then help. be a good ability? Maybe. It would help. Like, I, I think, as I'm thinking about this, the rare times I've played against a deadlock, I think the her abilities are the the sonic sensor is far stronger in the post plant than it is early in the round because first of all if you're on offense as deadlock if you put your sonic sensor to watch spike then if the enemy team is coming fast up to the spike then they get hit right away and if they sneak up to the spike now they get concussed when they go to defuse which is which is pretty nice and then additionally on the other side of the the thing if you're going to defuse you can now put it in a place where someone would have to peek you from, and then that makes it it makes it makes it take that much more time for them to peek you and potentially let you get to half or take the duel with them. So, like in both of those situations, even in its current form, I think it's pretty okay. Um, but that doesn't make up for the fact that for its uselessness most of the rest of the time. So yeah, I, I think if it goes off instantly, maybe it's all right with the gravnet as well. I just feel like it's still kind of a bunch of just okay abilities. And then her ult, which is good and fun. I don't know if her ult's good. I think it's, I, I I've think heard it's good. There was some trash talk on the ult happening on Plat Chat as well, if I remember correctly. Um, I haven't heard that, but which they were just saying it's it's trash. Yeah, I don't think the ult's good. I, I would disagree. I, I well, I don't know. It's unique, but, which makes it kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I do think it. I do. I do think it's very cool. Don't get me wrong, and I'm all up for them adding cool things into the game that aren't necessarily really good. Like, like I think her alt is is fine in that, like, it's cool and it's fun, and we complained about the patch where they just, like, gutted all the fun things out of the game, mostly with, with Jet, but, really? like, losing her second updraft. Um, and, like, so I'm all up for them having cool and fun things in the game. I just don't think it's that good. Like, mm-hmm. I now I know that there are some deadlocks 
who have learned disgusting lineups for their alt. And that can be comboed with, like, like a Sova Dart. Like, you Sova Dart tiles, and you're like, oh, somebody's tiles. Uh, and then Deadlock has a disgusting ult that reaches there. Um, or, like, post-plant lineup alts that, like, yep. you ricochet off, like, some odd structure hanging in the middle of the air, and then it just, like, perfectly zeroes in on Spike. Like, there, there are ways to make it good, but I feel like it's it's too high effort for very little reward. If well, that I mean, makes sense. The potential to isolate someone and oftentimes get the kill with it if it's used in the right scenario, I think that is that is worth saying something about. And also just the fact that like in post-plant or in some cases, uh, post-plant is better, but you retake it to an extent as well. The fact that it is, in many cases, the alt you would want to have in a 1v1, it makes it worth something, I think. Raise alt. I would much rather have this than a, than a raise alt because the raise alt, there's a decent chance that you know I don't quite hit them. Whereas with this, like if it's a post plant and I just have it popped and ready, like I just wait for them to tap, bloop, pull them to their grave, GG. I'd rather Amber have breach. Alt. I'd rather no. I'd rather have breach brim. Well, the breach, the breach. Presumably, you still have to take the fight with them. Whereas, like, yes. depending on the situation, Brim, a, obviously, Brim alt is great, so maybe you would happy to be happy to have the Brim, but if they tap it and then run away, I mean, I guess either way, if you pop this immediately, you wouldn't get them either, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Omen alt? No. I love fucking ulting next to someone who's <laughs> defusing, when there's not a lot of time on the clock. Yeah, and it's just we, like, we brought right. that up. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you gonna get off, you gonna shoot me, or, like, <laughs> or, or, or what's going yeah. on here? I, I love that interaction. It's so fun. Just, like, staring at them when you're mid-omen all. Yeah. Just all directly in front of them. And it's like, dude, you're you're fucked if you get off to shoot me. And you're fucked if you don't. Uh, uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that, that reminds me of something very off-topic. But uh, early on in my Valorant career, before I was clipping anything, I really wish I had this clip. But it was on bind. I was just, you know, full running, rotating uh, on attack to A site. I'm just, I'm like probably like halfway to the default plant by truck. And then all of a sudden the omen alts and he just lands one foot in front of me <laughs> looking right at me. <laughs> I got jump scared so hard. <laughs> this spooky shadow guy just boom, right in my face. I was like, holy. I just I randomly. Yeah. 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 I got all fucked right. in the game not too long ago when an omen ulted on top of where Chase was standing. <laughs> And then it, like, moved to the Omen alt location. And so, like, he spawned in at, like, a slightly different location than where, like, the thing oh, showed him. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the Omen was just, like, not where I had my crosshair. Huh. It, it was a weird interaction. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I died, and I was molding over it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I, I still just, I hard disagree that it's the alt you would want in a 1v1. Yeah, I, I also agree. Dis, like, hard it depends disagree on with the that. situation. But yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a situation where that's the alt I want. I think depending on where the spike is planted, it very well can be in a post plant. Because the fact of the matter is, as long as you hit them, you've won the round. Like there's no there, like most other alts. Like 
especially if time isn't a factor here, because if, you know, if, if time is about to run out, it doesn't really matter what util you use. But like, if there's a lot of time left and you're, and you're watching the spike, you know, they can survive a breach ult, a uh, brim ult. The raise ult, you actually have to like hit them before they shoot you. Whereas with this, you can bounce it off a wall of the spike and you just get the kill. Ice yeah, if you're to all. hit them. I, I so you have to take a duel. I so all. Yeah, you just have to take the duel. Ah, you no, but he's like, saying what, time. Seconds? I, I'm yeah, saying time this is, is not a factor. Yeah, time isn't a factor here. This is like a very quickly developing one v one at the end. The the, the yeah. spike is down. Time is a factor. Yeah, the time. Well, yeah, the spike but you just got spiked down, and now they're there. Yeah, yeah. So I just planted spike. Yeah, you right. just planted spike yeah. in a one v one. Yeah. Okay, come on. I can burn like twenty seconds, like jump peeking, jiggle peeking, <laughs> pre firing. All of those shot, things like... have risk involved. That's what I'm saying. The the, the uh, deadlock alt doesn't, which is why it's so good. In that scenario. Yeah, but they're going to tap spike and not be where the spike is. Here's the, here's the thing. If, given the AoE of the of the ult, the, the trick is that like when you pop the ult, you, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you put the ball in their court. But if they try to tap the spike while you have the ult active and not shot, you, they can't. I mean, if you, if, if you shoot immediately when they tap, you get them every time, given the area that it covers and how fast it goes out. Jet dash. Presumably, you don't have your jet dash at this point in the round if you are playing yeah. if you're a jet. Yeah. yeah, but I got time, right? Also, how long does yeah, that your jet dash for, doesn't right? recharge on time? You used it already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like, I know I'm saying, like, in this scenario, you have time as you predicated. Right, yeah. Like, it's not like I can hold the fucking... Can you hold Deadlock Holt in your hands for, like... Forever? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's seven seconds. I'm not sure if that's correct. It seems kind of because like once you pop your deadlock yeah. ult, like you kind of have to. You use have a it, timer right? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it becomes worse when you think about it like that. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm losing confidence in my in my take. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, can we wrap this shit up? Yeah, that's about all I got. Thanks uh, for joining Cam, us, Cam. Cam. It was a great time. Yeah, you. no, it was fun. It was, it was fun hearing your passionate debates and whatnot. I realized <laughs> when I when I listen to you guys, I know so little about Valorant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I need to play more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe contribute. It's good. We, you know, really, we've been getting to know too much about Valorant, and that's not where the root of this podcast comes from. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, it's good to have someone to just really bring us back to, like, okay, what the fuck is this game? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you guys were talking about Viper, I was my whole time I was like, I fucking hate playing against Viper. Viper's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even care about the I'm like, oh my god, Viper all is so fucking frustrating, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love being in Viper Alt when I'm the Viper. <laughs> Best feeling in the world. Yeah. I hate yeah. being in Viper Alt, even when it's on my own team. <laughs> like even my own team's Viper Alt, I don't want to be in it. Yeah, it's just so it's so effective at like what its usage is. Like it's yeah. just it's just really good. But it's like I hate playing against fucking Viper. Like oh my god, it's like the worst. I was like <laughs> want to just quit the game when I see someone as <laughs> Viper. It's like it's fine if they're on my team, but yeah, <laughs> it's like ugh. Just the worst. Yeah, I, I hate. I, I gotta say, I do hate getting stuck behind the orb when I, you're trying to like exactly. Oh the yeah, site. just waiting for it to go down. Um, and then I some Vipers. Like, really quick, like, some Vipers are good at, like, toggling their orb on and off. Yeah. Especially me playing a dive entry when I'm on jet. It's like I see the orb go down, and I'm like, 
all right, boys, this is a fucking cue. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. I dash in, and then the orb comes right back up, and I'm just sitting there just like, I'm fucked. My team's not entering after me. Because yeah. <laughs> Viper throws um, the molly then as well, so anyone pushing through mm-hmm. is going to be vulnerable and decayed. Yeah, but that's a them problem. <laughs> like, you, like push through the molly. You can see. Pushing through the orb is a lot worse. Well, I'm saying they do both. When they, they put the both, orb back yeah. up after you're on site, they also <laughs> yeah, throw the molly. Yeah. There's also molly on the ground. Right. Yeah, you fucked it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting any backup. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, I did have a random question that just came up when I was, like, thinking about Valorant. Um, is Astra, like, shit? Like, is she, like, low tier? Or do people play Astra? People still play Astra at the, like, pro level or very high level of the game. Um, but it's because Astra is a character that requires a lot of team coordination to get good value out of. Yeah. And so at our level, it's just not really worth playing her because you don't yeah. have the kind of coordination you need to actually get good value. But like, right, she what, combos what really that, well. Like, you need to have enough communication with your team to know when to use your utility. And then her, often her utility is works very well with other utility. Yeah. Um, and so you just, you need everybody on your team to kind of be on the same page. And when you're playing at our level, it, that's just not how we play the game. <laughs> like because it's not it, as yeah. thought out. Yeah. Cause it that. takes a lot longer and you're a lot more vulnerable as Astra. When you go into your astral form, place the star, exit your astral form, and then turn those stars into things. Then like if you're Omen and you just chuck out a smoke, mm. like it's just so much easier to do that on the fly as Omen versus Astra. You really want to be, you know, pre-planned what you're doing. Yeah. Because yeah. like, when I think like the last time I was like actively playing the game was when Astra came out, and I remember like everyone yeah. was playing her because she was oh, the yeah. new agent. But then it's like I don't see her at all anymore in gameplay. She, she got nerfed heavily. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah she's like a she niche pick at the pro level. Yeah, and yeah. like no one wants her to come back because Astra meta was terrible. Like she is not very fun far. to play against. It yeah. is yeah, really not fun to play. Mm-hmm. But um, that just got me thinking because like I remember like. Just like the Astra suck for post plant, yeah, being so fucking good. I mean, it still is. It, it still is it good. Still yeah, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, like, could we for a premiere game potentially build a fuck you? You don't get to defuse team. Hmm. So we'd have a hunter on Killjoy. Yeah. Who would have to then learn Molly lineups? Um, I've learned Chase some already playing. Yeah. Chase is already playing Brim. Um. Oliver would play Astra because he's our most flexible. Yeah, but maybe. But I, I, I think that like it, it works. Honestly, like Pearl, A site. Mm-hmm. Um, like the uh, the Phoenix Gecko Brim. You just have infinite Mollies and Viper. Oh, you know, like <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that could work really well because all that yeah, just yeah. create a weird team comp there. It's just like smoke wingman's way onto site, plant with wingman, hold main and molly for the rest of time. Is <laughs> 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 it's forty five yeah. seconds? I mean, it's worked. Orb on I, the we, spike. Yeah, two viper mollies, two yeah. killjoy mollies, brim molly, certain rounds brim all, phoenix yeah. molly. <laughs> Phoenix Molly. Molly. Yeah, Gecko I don't know Molly. if is this too many is this too many characters or Rhea five? Oh, no, no. <laughs> five or six, I don't know. I feel like you can yeah. I feel like you can burn forty five seconds off. And like they also probably don't tap spike the instant you plant it. Yeah. Right. 
I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like, and like, we would probably have to go into a custom game and be like, okay, here's the 45 seconds, or call it 35 seconds we need to burn off the clock. And here's where we're all playing from, so we're not all, like, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And here is the order of who's throwing what you till when, and, like, Mm -hmm. what timings you need to throw it at, and just, like, Killjoy Molly expires, bam, bring Molly down. (laughs) Like, frame perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the other team would hate us so much. Oh yeah. yeah, but like yeah. I think it'd, I think it'd be hilarious. Oh man, we should try that. Yeah, you plant the spike and just type GG in chat. Yeah, <laughs> and then someone flags and just kills us all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's, yeah. Coming to the end, Cam. Thanks for joining. No, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And we'll drink with you guys later.